This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to Jackets Debrief. Um, midweek show. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting day for me. Um, I had one of those weird midweek days off. Um, I think I did what a lot of people did today. I had the inauguration on, saw that all happen. Um, had a great time watching uh, a movie that I've been intending to see. Haven't seen it yet. Tenant. Um, really good, really interesting. Lots of kind of made my head hurt at different times, but it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Big action scenes, stuff blowing up all over the place. It was great. But do you know where else you can see big action? DraftKings.com. There we go, folks. We got to drop the promos in here where we can. Um, on DraftKings.com, you can go on there. Huge prizes, uh, millions of dollars in cash every week. Uh, they've got all kinds of awesome NHL games you can play where, you know, you pick your team. You got a salary cap. You got to stay under. You're competing against other people. There's entry fees everywhere from, you know, $5 or a dollar to, to a couple hundred bucks if you want to go for big prizes. But hey, use the promo code THPN when you go on. Again, DraftKings.com, THPN, to get a special offer there. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. All right. Um, I- I'm going to tell you this right now, folks. It's... uh. Some of these, the Blue Jackets right now, it is not, um, not, not a pretty sight. Um, we're going to open up the beer of the week while we start talking about the Jackets here. It's Draft Lake's Burning River Pale Ale, which if you're a Blue Jackets fan right now, it does seem like the world is on fire. So I think this is pretty fitting. Uh, if you're here for our normal Wednesday show where my daughter's here and we do a soda of the week, she is with her grandmother and grandfather this week, which is awesome for her. But uh, that means I'm going to not waste one of our sodas of the week because obviously I don't drink beer with the week with a nine-year-old because that would be irresponsible. So this says it's a pale ale. It says it's 6% alcohol by volume. Let's take a look here. Might need something stronger next time I watch a game. But this, ooh, it's very pretty. I like that color a lot. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Let's see what we got here, folks. Give that a second to settle. Definitely that paleo smell. A little bit hoppy in there. Very nice. Good. Good pale ale. Um, They say citrusy and piney. Greetings from Cleveland, where an infamous river fire rekindled our respect for our region's natural resources, like the malt and hops illuminating this pale ale. Quite hoppy. I don't know if I get the citrusiness that they talk about, though, but hey, that's cool. Again, if you're watching the show live on Facebook or Twitter or whatnot, if you comment on the original post there, we'll be able to discuss things on the air live if you have questions or anything like that. Now, jumping into what's going on with the Blue Jackets. It's not great, folks. Um, they're one, three, and one. Or no, they're one, two, and one. Sorry. Uh where I've where I'm getting concerned is this isn't a long season. There's not a lot of time to make up for uh, mistakes and errors and and slow starts. And that's 
that's the big problem in my mind. Um, and something I would recommend everyone do when you go to uh, points, when you go to go to the standings pages anymore on NHL.com, uh, I would highly recommend whenever you look at the standings, there's an option on NHL.com where you can click and look at it by points percentage. Uh, essentially, the idea being there that, you know, you, they count it by the percentage of points you could have had. If you laid four games, each win's worth two points. You could have had eight. If you have four, that's 50%, so you're 500. Blue Jackets right now are at a 375. They're behind. That, that puts them at sixth. Now, the reason I highly recommend you start looking at this page, at this point, Dallas hasn't played a game yet. Carolina's getting some delays. Um, there's concern we might see some out of uh, Washington now with the news that's broken out of Washington that they've broken protocol and there's problems there with the Washington Capitals. The reason I recommend looking at the points percentage of this is I could to- I I almost I expect that this season some team will not complete the total amount of games and they're going to go to points percentage to determine who makes the playoffs. Uh, that's just what I think will happen. Uh, I don't just because we're getting little outbreaks and so far, I mean, they're just going to happen and maybe they're going to be able to build them back into the schedule, but not if they keep happening. I, we just don't know what's going to happen at this point. So that's what I would recommend to folks but right now. Columbus is sitting at fifth now or sixth, excuse me. Now it's early enough in the season. I mean, you know, you win the next two games, you can get up to, to seven points and jump right back into this thing, especially since it's against Tampa, who's undefeated, which, I mean, doesn't bode well for you if you're the Blue Jackets, but it's, I mean, it's hockey. Things can happen, and, and you can start turning things around a little bit. Now, here's the discussions that are happening online, on Twitter uh, and Facebook groups for, for the Blue Jackets. I'm seeing a lot of, is it time to panic? Is it, you know, are the people who are panicking overreacting? What's going on? Here's the thing. Just the fact that the team is one, two, and one isn't necessarily a reason to panic. The reason things are there to panic, though, the reason there is a, a reason to be concerned. When I go to natural stat trick, something I like to look at as far as an expectation of where the Blue Jackets are at is their five on five expected goals for percentage. Now, again, if you're not familiar with, with advanced stats, expected goals for Essentially, the idea is if you shoot it from right in front of the goaltender and 50% of the time that shot would go in, it's a 0.5 expected goals for. If it's one out of 100 times it goes in, it's 0.01 goal expected goals for. If it's something where it's an empty net and you're right there and it's a 100% chance, then it's a one expected goal for. So that's the idea there. Uh, expected goals for percentage is, you know, if I take five shots and I would have thought you got two goals and the other guy would have got two goals, then that adds up to four. Your side is two, 50%. So that, there we go. Quick, easy explanation. So expected goals for is a good way to tell because the thing about things like Corsi is you're just telling who's getting the shots. Expected goals for is nice because it's telling you what the quality of those shots actually are. Here's the problem for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right now, they are 16th in the league at expected goals for at 50.53. So just barely more than what they've got. So they're at an expected goals for 6.18 and an expected goals against of 6.05. And where that becomes a bigger problem is um, their shooting percentage is only 7.48, not great. Save percentage is just at 91.51. Again, not great. Um, But I mean, they're 16th, so they're right at that median in the league. Where things become a problem, though, 
when we're looking at that expected goals for percentage, right now in about half their games, they've won that battle. But they're not giving themselves a lot of wiggle room. Um, in their their uh, in the five to two loss to the Predators was actually one of their better games. I, I think people have seen that in interviews. Tortorella's kind of mentioned that a couple times. And I think some people are rolling their eyes. But when you look at the numbers, it was their best game. They 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 played they outplayed the Predators and they just lost that one. And that that happens sometimes because hockey is weird. Again, frozen uh, frozen rubber played on ice, and you've got knives on your feet. It, it, the game doesn't always make a lot of sense. But when we look at that, the Red Wings game, the most recent one, um, the problem. Okay, here's the problem. First Red Wings game, they only had thirty six point nine five percent of the expected goals for. So they just got walled by the Red Wings. Expected goals for for the Red Wings, 2.27. The Blue Jackets, 1.33. But when the Blue Jackets in the, in the second game against the Red Wings got there and had that higher expected goals for, it was only 53% of it. They had 1.09 expected goals for to the Red Wings, 0.94. When you're leaving the margins that tight, you are not leaving yourself room for options. You're not... Uh, you're expecting your goaltenders to maybe make saves. You're expecting to make big saves and, and your shooters just aren't there for you right now. And that's a big problem. And, and Portsline did an article today talking about how, you know, your stars aren't being your stars. And he talked about, Oh, well, this guy doesn't have a point yet. This guy doesn't have a point yet. And that again, points it's evaluating things based on the result, which isn't always a great idea. You got to evaluate things based on process. And that's part of the reason I like things like expected goals for is even if for some reason, some team's goalie stands on his head or something weird happens and a shot doesn't go in. If your team is generating the expected goals for as they should, you should be fine. Here's the problem for the blue jackets out of the players they've got on the ice out of the 18 players that have played five on five minutes for them this year. Only the top, okay, so the top half are over 50% and expected goals for. Here's the problem. Let me read you some of the guys who are under 50% and expected goals for. Nick Felino, 49.02%. Oliver Burkstrand, 47.38 in the expected goals for when he's on the ice. Max Domi, 37.18. Zach Wierenski, 36.88. Cam Atkinson, 36.87, and in last, Seth Jones, 35.84. That's the problem, folks. Your best players aren't being your best players. Our best expected goals for a guy on the ice right now is Michael Delzato, which is something. Now, it may be something where they're maybe sheltering his minutes, so I wouldn't put too much stock into that specifically. But when it comes to things like our forwards, by far our best forward group right now is Robinson, Nash, Bemstrom. All three of them are over 60% of expected goals for when they're on the ice. Um, Foodie's been really good. Texier has been good. Uh, Dubois has been good. Grigorenko, he's on the borderline, but I think Grigorenko has been good. But our best players aren't being our best players. And I, I don't know how you fix that right off. My, This is my gut feeling on what's happening right now. Uh, we've I've talked about on previous shows, you run into this thing of, of – you know, is the coach who's brought you this far, is that the guy who's going to take you all the way to the promised land? I don't know. I think one of John Tortorella's instincts right now of using the line blender is the opposite of what he should be doing. I think he should be letting these guys stay on lines. I think he should be letting them have whole games to figure out what works on the ice because you didn't have a long training camp. 
and all you're doing is blending stuff. Now I know some people, I know, you know, that sounds like an excuse and it's not, it's not exactly not one um, because other teams have had these same things where they're just, they're just, they got thrown together in camp. They didn't have a lot of camp time. They just got to figure it out. The blue jackets though. I mean, think about it in these terms, folks. Mikhail, I mean, when you look at the forward group, we're now building things around Eric Rob. I mean, we've got Eric Robinson on the ice. We've got Liam Foodie on the ice. Texier did not play a lot of games last regular season. I think what might have happened to some of us is we've remembered the bubble and think of that a certain way. But just the bubble, these guys haven't had a lot of time together because last season, I think Foodie played, what, one or two games with the NHL? Uh, Texier, I think, got in a dozen or so. So all of a sudden, you're trying to rebuild things. On every line, you've got guys either centering them or trying to be big parts of them who didn't have all of last season to get together on this stuff. The big ones in my mind, Foodie, Tex, Grigorenko, Domi. You need to give these guys time to kind of gel and figure out what's going on. And I think that's an instinct towards has that he needs to suppress for a while. If I were Yarmo Kekalainen, because to my understanding, both him and Torts talk every day, that would be the conversation I would be having. John, just stop for a minute. When you want to start blending it, don't. These two games against Tampa would be a perfect time to do this. And I understand you don't want to give up more points in the standings, but you got to do it at some point. Probably should have done it against Nashville. Should have done it against Detroit. It's one of those things where the best time to do something would have been yesterday or and the next, second best time to do it is today. Today's the day to do it. What I want to see, and I don't expect to see it, but what I want to see is quit throwing players in the blender. Just stop. When guys are on the ice and they're struggling, maybe cut the minutes a little bit, but just keep rolling those lines. If there's something that you and your coaches and your GM have seen in practices and on film that makes you think those lines are going to work, give it some time to gel. Give it time for these guys to know each other. Max Domi does not know how these guys are going to play in all these situations. Alexander Texier, other than playing on a lot with Pierre-Luc Dubois in the bubble, doesn't know how these guys are going to do things. Mikhail Grigorenko doesn't know how these guys are going to play. Give them time to gel. And it it sounds contradictory because I'm saying in one breath, we don't have a lot of time to sit around, to, you know, to, 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 to waste to getting points. But I don't think just blending it and blending it and blending it's going to help. I think we need to let these guys have some time to, to get to know each other a little bit on these lines. If, if something that they've seen on film or something they've seen in practice makes them think it's going to work. That's where I would be at this point in the process. So, that's my thought on it. Um, where we're going to be in in for potentially a world of hurt this week is Tampa Bay sixth in the league at fifty six point three four percent expected goals for uh, our next two games are with Tampa Bay, so we're going to see how that goes. We've got one Thursday night, we've got one Saturday, um, and a couple other things we will hit on that in a second after a word from our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek 
from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, guys. Thank you for that. Um, again, great show. Go check it out. Um, as I'm sitting more with the Great Lakes Burning River Ale, I'm enjoying it more. Again, it's a good pale ale, so it's got that that hoppiness on the middle of the tongue that you tend to like a lot. And that's very good. Very good. All right. Next topic, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, the stories we're hearing right now is that Columbus is in no rush to move him. I don't see where they would be. That's kind of been the discussion we've had for a while. You've got control of the player for the next four years. Um, if somebody blows you away with an offer, take it. Great. If they don't, you can wait. You've got time. Use that time. Take advantage of it. Uh, the player can't force his way out of town. I mean, if he tries to do it through bad play, he tanks his own trade value, thus diminishing the reason to trade him. Um, which I don't think he would do. I don't think he's going to tank it. I think right now, just there's some struggles on the team. But at the same time, um, I, I think he'll, he'll. I don't think there'd be any decision on his side to do that. I don't think that's happening. It's just there's no reason to rush it. Let the situation resolve as it's going to resolve there, and just let it be. Uh, we'll see what happens with it. I but I'm I'm with them that Yarmo's going to wait, see the best deal he can get. Um, another in, another point about the game this week, the Blue Jackets game that was set for Saturday at 7 p.m will now start at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's cool. Um, I don't mind it starting a little uh, earlier in the day. Kind of nice. I kind of like that on Saturday night then. You kind of get that whole... I, I mean, I like watching the Blue Jackets on Saturday night, that's for sure. But I, I really enjoy on Saturday nights getting to kind of sit down and watch the rest of the NHL play out. I think that's a really fun thing to do, especially since Saturday night is kind of the big... Uh, kind of the big night for the league in terms of in terms of kind of doing showcases and all that stuff. And I know some people might be saying, oh, well, the blue, you know, them doing this, it's because they don't want the Blue Jackets on there. Well, the cool thing here is the reason it's been moved to is because, uh, and this is from the Blue Jackets press release, they want to put the game on on primetime in Europe. Uh, which, considering at this point, I mean the amount of players from Europe and, and whatnot that are between the blue jackets and the lightning makes sense. Uh, especially with a league right now where the NHL is more concerned about TV revenues this year. Um, there's not fans in the stands to have to worry about, Oh guys, move your tickets up or anything. It makes total sense to me why they want to do it that way. So they're moving it up. So just be aware for the Saturday game. It's at 2 PM now. Uh, and you can watch it and, and you know, hopefully the Blue Jackets, hopefully we're seeing them pick up one of two straight wins there, but we'll see what happens. 
All right. Something uh, of interest here. The Washington Capitals, uh, the franchise, was fined $100,000 for breaking COVID protocol. Um, I had the NHL uh, statement on it. Here, one second. Statement. The National Hockey League announced today that it has fined Washington Capitals $100,000 for player violations of the league's COVID-19 protocols, which involved social interactions among team members who were in close contact and were not wearing face coverings. Uh, The statement from the Capitals, our training staff has worked extremely hard to create a safe environment for our players and staff to be able to complete this season. We are disappointed by our players' choice to interact in their hotel room outside of team-approved areas. We accept the NHL's decision and once again will reiterate the COVID-19 protocols in place to make sure the players are in full compliance moving forward. And then Ovechkin, one of the players who um, is now put on the COVID-19 list, I regret my choice to spend time together with my teammates in our hotel room and away from the locker room areas. I will learn from this experience. So the players that the Capitals have had the list on their on their protocol list now, oh, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, and Ilya Samsonov. I, I mean, this is a this is a year, guys, where the where the the league has to take a hard line stance because if they lose TV money and if they lose more games that's more revenue out the door. There's no fans. I mean, they're going to be watching this tight. And that's where the things like the hundred thousand dollar fine come in. Uh, this feels like the NHL coming down hard and just saying, don't break these rules. If you do the team, we're going to make life very difficult on these teams. Um, as of right now, it says the capitals are scheduled on January 14th for the Sabres and 15th and the penguins on the 17th and 19th. We'll see if that all still happens. And that's the thing. The, the reason these become difficult is, once teams stop having enough players, it's hard to keep scheduling games. And once there's no games on, the NHL is losing re- relevance, and that's just not going to work it for them. So, I, if you're the if you're the Capitals, if you're the NHL, I mean, there's it, it's kind of stunning to you that anybody that the, that your guys would be doing this anyway, because um, you just can't, can't let this happen. Um, so I understand this will probably be a lesson for teams around the league that have to keep a lid on it. Uh, so where we're at here, folks, Thursday night, so tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Uh, it's the nationally televised game, NBCSN, uh, Lightning and Blue Jackets. Then Saturday, Blue Jackets get another nationally televised game uh, on NHL Network or Fox Sports Ohio there still uh, Saturday. Um, after that, we go to the we, we play the Florida Planters a couple of games at home. So we get the Florida people coming up. This is going to be a big four games for the Blue Jackets. Um, the two against Tampa are going to be big. I mean, it, it's kind of getting to a point already where you kind of want to sit back and say, how many of these points do they need to get? In my mind, if they get three out of the four possible, it's it's a good weekend for them. Because at this point, they need to start adding in some points. Um, it's just not, not good. Not good. I mean, not good where we stand. But again, it's the kind of thing where... It's so early in the season, things can turn around quickly. So we'll hope for the best. Um, we'll, we'll know a lot more come come Sunday for the next show, folks. But do want to thank you all for watching, listening, liking, and subscribing, whatever you do on this uh, show. Thank you very much for watching, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening. <laughs>